With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Hall, and today I have a returning guest whom I absolutely adore, Jennifer. Jennifer Jeremiah, please introduce yourself. Hello. Thank you, Jenny, first of all, for having a podcast like this. I think it's so needed in our community. Um, I am Jennifer Jeremiah. I have two businesses, The Conscious Cloth and Lifecycle Apparel on Etsy, and um, I am a coach along with Jenny in her SEO group and accelerator and host a photography masterclass. Yes, Jennifer is amazing. So I think we've known each other for like 10 years. I, I don't even know. A Jennifer. lot of years. So Jenny's patterns, which I highly recommend, were <laughs> one of the first ones that I grabbed when I was starting to sew for myself and then turned into a business. Yes. So we've known each other forever. And then I don't know if this like friendship evolved and yes. she's so wise on SEO and loves all the things Etsy like I do. So I love Jennifer. Okay. We are going to dive in right now. Um, okay. Jennifer, Etsy is going through a lot of updates and making some changes right now. We're seeing a lot of hmm, feedback in the forums, right? And in the, in the Facebook groups and the Etsy Facebook groups and stuff. And there's some positive, some negative. So we're just going to touch on all of them. So are you ready to go? I am. All right, here we go. So we see a lot of people right now struggling because Etsy's putting them in reserve. And these are shops that have been around forever. They don't have a large number of orders out. So what is this, Jennifer? What's going on? So in the community, what I'm seeing is um, many shops are coming out and they're kind of getting overwhelmed, these shop sellers, and saying like, I'm on reserve. Etsy won't give me my money. And so from kind of investigating over time, I try to look for trends in what what are the shops doing to be in reserve? So this is nothing necessarily bad against the shop. Like it's nothing that I would say they did something inappropriate. Instead, this is getting a large number of sales without shipping out those large number of sales in a certain amount of time. So I think it's a flag for Etsy to say, like, hold on a minute. I want to make sure that you get some of these sales out just to make sure that the buyers are getting their product and then they release those funds. So I personally, you know, I'm not a big fan of any seller's funds being held because a lot of these sellers, as you know, we are small little shops. A lot of these sellers rely on the, that income in order to buy their new product um, they have, you know, big, I know for myself, I have to order wholesale, like large quantities of fabric and things like that. So although I don't personally rely on the day-to-day -day income for that in my own shop, a lot of sellers do. And so I see where that's a big problem and a big speaking point in the community. Yeah, what do you think is. about it, Jenny? So it drives me crazy when I see that. <laughs> Etsy put my stuff in reserve. But like you said, when you dig deeper and people start asking questions in the comments to that, you're realizing, well, hey, you have out 40 orders. And so, you know, how can you tackle that 
quicker. Etsy's looking for efficiency and they want happy customers too. So I get it, but like, what can you do instead? Maybe hire someone. Maybe they're getting mm -hmm. overwhelmed because it's just their solopreneurs. And maybe that's like a red flag to them being like, you know what? I can't do this on my own. And if I mm -hmm. did have someone else, well, I could ship these out sooner and I wouldn't be put on reserve. So I think that like, it's big, it's a big eye opener for someone that might be outgrowing the one person shop. So mm -hmm. I think that's really good to see. Um, also, you don't know the history of this person's sales or their the feedback they're getting. I think Etsy watches that, and it's a one-sided thing sometimes when people are just angry. So there's different perspectives and different ways to look at it, but I yeah. I don't like mm -hmm. it because it gives Etsy that negative connotation, but there's also more behind it. So, mm -hmm. and then like, Businesses really need to have their own reserve of money too. So it's it's a big heads up. Like you're a business and you have to have money on the side that you're saving. Like don't take it all, spend it all. Like you're a business and you're going to have unforeseen expenses. So mm -hmm. I think it's, I don't know, it's something about, it just reminds you like treat it like a business. Have money on the side that is your profit you're hanging on to, right? Because what if your computer breaks? What if your sewing machine breaks? What if your laser cutting machine breaks? And you don't want that to, you know, destroy your business. So I think yeah. it's, I have a lot of opinions on that. <laughs> yeah, and from the ones that I've seen more recently, instead of like 40 sales, it's like 385. Wow, huge. And so I think in that, I, I'm trying to think, okay, what are they selling? So it might be a lot of um, like I'm selling beads or like something to make something else where you're going to get a lot of orders. But again, I would go back to what you were saying, maybe having some help or give, give a timeline. So another thing Etsy allows us to do is say our turnaround time. So that makes me wonder, are they not meeting their turnaround time? If they say five to seven days, maybe it's longer than that. I don't know the exact, um, a lot of the shops are new two that are being put on reserve, although I've seen a couple in there who have said they've sold for 10 years and haven't had a problem. So this is something, I guess, for us sellers to just be on the lookout. Um, don't get too worried that you're going to be put in reserve. Just stay on top of your orders. But if you are put on reserve, maybe pop in to Jenny's group. Let us know how it's going. If you have any insight, I think that it would be great for us as a community to kind of keep an eye on this um, because there's a lot of talk. And I don't think that spreading rumors is necessarily the right way to go. Like some people are saying, you know, oh, it's because Etsy's in debt, but Etsy's actually performing, I think, higher yeah. than than normal. So I'm not sure exactly, you know, all the specifics, but Etsy obviously has a safeguard there where they're trying to um, protect the buyer as well. So we do have to remember it's a two-sided business. Etsy's trying to protect everyone um, because Etsy also refunds the buyer when they don't get their product. So Another thing to kind of think about there. Yes. Okay. So that's number two. Let's talk about, we're seeing this every right now, automatic refund. I've seen Easy. some stories yeah. where this is crazy. Um, yeah. They're refunding the customer automatically. With, automatically with funds from the seller. Like they pay the seller this and they're giving them their money back. But then the customer ends up getting the product because shipping took too long and they just weren't as patient. This one hurts my heart for sellers. Yeah. It does. This one yeah. hurts my heart. What are so you? I think sellers are actually getting a little um, up in arms though about even Etsy using Etsy's funds mm -hmm. to refund. So in the buyer protection program, so Etsy released, I think it was, was it last year, this year? We have a buyer protection program 
and we supposedly have a seller protection program. Um, I get a, you know, I'm waiting to see more of the, the seller uh, yes. protection there. But it the way that they spin it is, hey, we're going to just refund for the buyer so that you're not out. But what Etsy isn't doing is allowing time for the conversation to happen between buyer and seller and say, hey, what's going on? Because I think their platform's really big right now, millions and millions of people. And so they're just not waiting for that conversation to happen. Instead, they're they're maybe saying, okay, it's more efficient to just refund and move on. The buyer's always right type of a thing. But then that's propelling um, some negative but to have a lot worse buyer scammers kind of come in and just say, so what's happening, What you, is, as far as what you just said, is a customer might say, hey, I didn't receive my order. Instead of addressing it with USPS or the shipping platform, um, they're filing a claim. Etsy's refunding them. And then like the next day they get their order. So they get the, the item and the refund. So I see where that would be very frustrating for sellers. I have actually haven't had any claims. Um, I do try to just get a conversation, but you never know what type of buyer you're going to have. And if the buyer even starts that conversation. Right. And looking at it from the outside, you know, it seems like some of them are just automatically pushed through. Maybe some of the words, maybe it's bots pushing it through. So what I wish Mm -hmm. was there was like a 14 day hold on that. Yes. And then, yeah, and because then once Etsy would receive the tracking number saying That's it was tracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just proof, like proof, and then that wouldn't happen. So, gosh, I wish that they would put a little time delay on that one. Yeah, um, and with my own customers, I've had customers reach out and say, I haven't received this. Yeah. I just say, yes, USPS is really having some hangups. Oh, let's look at your, your package. Oh, my goodness. It's traveled from you know Michigan to Virginia, even though it's supposed to stay in Michigan. And, right. and we just kind of have a laugh about it and just say, give it a few more days. Um, and my customers are usually really receptive of that. Even yeah. if you have a customer who is looking to have an item for a holiday, because that's a big mm-hmm. thing, a holiday, a birthday, I usually just give them the option. And I know this isn't best case scenario, but you just say, print a picture of that item and say like, this is what you're getting. You know, oh. the post office is a little behind right now. Yes. And it's still like really cute to give, put it, you know, put the picture in a little gift box yeah. and know that they are getting it. So I think yes. that just settles the customer, gives them a new perspective. So there are a few ways around it um, to not get Etsy involved, but yes, that Etsy automatic refund is is definitely not my favorite. Yeah, not my favorite. Etsy, if you're listening, go put like a 14 day delay. Yes. And <laughs> okay, so- sellers and buyer conversation. Yes. yes, listen to every perspective. Okay, so you hit on something when you said we don't know what type of buyer we're getting, and this you and I were talking the other day about the Amazon culture. Oh, of how people want to order and return. Like, hey, this is normal. I just, I'm going to buy three of these and whatever I don't like, I'm going to return. And you had an experience with this, right? Yeah. Or you read about well, it. Tell this me. Yeah. is when I saw in the Etsy yes. community. So this, um, and maybe the seller is listening right now. <laughs> you are. Thank you for the content. So this seller had posted like a screenshot where her buyer bought one of her handcrafted mugs. And the woman said, well, I have too many mugs. I never planned on keeping it. And I didn't, I should have looked at this person's return policy first. And I thought, wow, why put it in your cart? Why check out? And that's that. I know we have buyer's remorse. That's a real thing. People are have emotional days and go on shopping sprees to help their help, you know, 
calm their their crazy emotions for the day. Right. But we have to be responsible as buyers. And so we do get those buyers who are in the Amazon culture who think they can just buy in return. And my shops specifically are sustainable shops, truly sustainable, meaning I'm going to check where my fabric is coming from, that the workers are treated ethically. And so usually I get a great crop of buyer who really want to support this ethical, like different slow living community. Slow living can also mean we're going to be more patient if it's taking more time to get the package. So check, you know, I have great, great buyers. However, when Etsy um, markets my products, so I had a washcloth that was marketed as the, like the number one product for men. Um, then I have people outside of this organic, sustainable community buying, mm-hmm. and then you get that more. And so for the first time ever, I had customers, um, oh, I accidentally ordered, I want to return or, you know, oh, and so I've never been hit with this. Yeah. And that return culture, I think we do need to stick to our policy if we have a no return policy and have Etsy support us in that. Yes. And that's one thing where, again, that automatic refund or return could be problematic because Etsy was encouraging us to create some boundaries. Um, And so we would want to stick to those as sellers. Yeah. And if you have not updated your return policy in a while, or you need to go check it again, because let's say whatever's going on right now, you've had some experiences, maybe you do want to change it. So go look at your return policy. And Etsy, I mean, Etsy does side with your return policy in Mm -hmm. most cases. Is that correct? I do believe so. Again, I haven't had claims out there, but I've just worked a lot with with customers. Um, And one thing I do know is um, that recent interaction, Jenny knows about this. I had, I refunded a customer and he did post a review and said that I was a liar and wouldn't refund him. And this was against my policy. I mean, I said, I will gladly do this and got it done. And Etsy refused to remove the review that said, a lie that said I didn't refund him. So they can see the refund on their end. So that's one thing where I do wish there was some accountability with that so that we wouldn't be, you know, knocked or discounted as sellers when we're actually doing something outside of our policy to help the customer. Right. Um, and also if I didn't refund the customer, that should be okay too, because that was my policy. Yes. There's a few little missing links there. I do believe that Etsy would side as far as monetarily, you know, would side with the customer saying, okay, this, this person doesn't accept refunds. The biggest reason for me, and if you're okay accepting refunds, um, I also think that that's wonderful. And I, and I encourage you to set exactly what that means. For example, the buyer would pay return shipping. So just make sure to include that, that the buyer needs to pay to send it back so that we don't instill that Amazon culture. Unless you did something wrong, there's no reason. Like if the product was, um, you had made the product incorrectly, wasn't damaged in shipping, that would be a USPS or shipping issue. Um, but if you did something wrong on the product, then sure, you can pay for the whole re- refund. But if they just decide they don't want it, they need to be responsible for shipping that back. And that's another thing that sometimes surprises customers um, because they're used to, what, I just want everything free. So that right. is the downside of the Amazon culture and kind of being Etsy being so big that we're found so well in Google. Right, right. Um, yes, that was crazy that they wouldn't remove that review because like 
if Etsy truly did a manual review of that and mm -hmm. saw that she refunded them before that man even put that review, that does not align with the truth. Yeah. And that can, that hurts people's shops. And so I wish they would um, delete that one. Okay. Here's another one. And this one's actually kind of cool, but mm -hmm. also can make people mad. So tell me, we're going to talk about AI mock-ups, but we found a really cool one the other day for people who struggle with photography called Photo Room. So, all right, Jennifer, tell us about Photo Room and then let's talk about AI. Okay. okay. So as the photography masterclass coach, um, everyone should know that sharing something that completely takes out the work of, you know, other photography could put me out of business, right? So <laughs> I share this out of the kindness of my heart because I think that it could help certain sellers. So backing up to AI in general, for those who are very traditional and might think like our world is going crazy, I'm mm -hmm. right there with you. And when I saw that AI was so instilled and like it can help people do their homework and this and that, I thought, whoa. So you know, on the ground level, I am also hesitant of AI. However, let's look at some of the positive of what these tools can do. So I found Photo Room. I, I found it, um, people talking about it in the Etsy community. And they looked like photos that I help my masterclass students take where they're nicely curated in your home with linens and wicker and whatever. And you have like your jewelry placed on it. So here's where I want to differentiate, though. So I had um, one of my past masterclass students get a little bit hesitant because she said, well, isn't AI, you know, not really permitted on Etsy? And I see where that would be a concern. And if something is fully created in AI, that's not going to be the real product. So what this photo app does is you take a photo of your actual product and then you put it in the AI background or surrounding. So in that sense, as long as it's a picture of your real product, the product that the customers are going to get, real coloring, you know, everything, then that should be okay. And we've mm -hmm. seen some amazing outcomes um, with just people playing around with it in the groups where I shared, in Jenny's group, in the um, accelerator group that Jenny yes. has, and then in, in my photo group. Just for a couple of minutes, these people have played around with it and created some pretty awesome photos. So AI yeah. is going to kind of create that background. And the only thing that I don't know at this point, because I haven't played around with it, is whether they allow you to say what size your product is. So I think that would be important. Ooh, yes. Make sure that sizing is correct. But if I say that my product is five inches, then maybe, then hopefully with AI technology, hopefully it would resize everything else so that it would match. That's interesting. But so one of our students, uh, Jeanette, she makes clay earrings. Mm -hmm. um, her shop is called Foxy Method. And the pictures that came out were, like, one was phenomenal. Yes. It, it looked so real. Yeah. It, it really did. It was, um, gosh, I don't even remember which one it was. But it was are they in a box or they were laying there, the clay earrings. They were gorgeous. So, and I love that she tried it because that's a tool, right? Mm -hmm. And whether you agree with it or not, or just give it a try before you make a decision on it. Some things that AI, like, I don't like at all. And some things like, hey, that's really, that's pretty cool. And even people have been using AI forever. Like, even the background remover, that's been around forever. You yeah. can't do that yourself. So that is AI. So when they would remove the background, remember a long time ago, and everything was like, white background, here's the product, and it looked so fake. But that's AI, too. So think how far they've come. Mm -hmm. um, 
Okay. All right. You got an email the other day and uh, it was called this new option. And that is the keyword option. Yeah. And it's called make an offer. Jennifer, what the heck is going on? <laughs> so immediately when Etsy sent out these emails about making an offer, the only thing we could think of was like eBay. Because yeah. making an offer on Etsy products seems to go against absolutely everything that we work for. We work very hard to figure out our pricing, to increase our pricing, to make sure that we're actually paying ourselves as very small handmade sellers. So Etsy is now playing with the option of allowing sellers to have buyers make an offer on certain products. So you get to choose the products that you want the sellers, the buyers to make an offer on. Um, And when I said, no, thank you, you know, immediately they're like, let us try to change your mind. And like, (laughs) like that. And it would say the benefit of it. So what they're saying is, you know, it'll allow for more income opportunities. Let me share my perspective on that. Yeah. So on my perspective is I've worked really hard to increase my pricing and allowing customers to make an offer diminishes the quality, the value of everything that I put into it. But it also creates kind of that negative experience if you say no. <laughs> so, yeah. So if somebody makes a really low offer and you say, no, I'm sorry, and instead of them looking at your product and they maybe they would have paid full price, yeah. but now they have a negative experience with you. And so they don't want to even buy or be connected to the product. Right. So I'm very emotionally driven like that as a shopper. And I know how my experience would be. I love making offers. I love negotiating in India. Like it's part of the culture and it's part of the experience, but that is not how Etsy, a handmade platform, is run. No. Um, so, you know, we were talking a little bit about this. It would work great for um, people who have antique products on there. Yes, absolutely. Like a garage sale. So right. things that you would have at a garage sale or at a different type of marketplace, um, like on Marketplace on Facebook, for example, you can make an offer but that's not a brand new handmade item that you're trying to sh- to sell as a brand. Right. And those people kind of expect that. You know, you put the price, you say, or better offer. It's a game. It yes. is a game. It's a negotiating game. So that's different. So I don't love the make an offer except for a person that is selling something like the vintage items. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, I, I get that. But not for someone who's going to be selling, you know, handmade, organic, custom sewn pajamas like you like <laughs> yeah. no I will not take an offer <laughs> if I have something that I inherited you know as a gift or something that you're reselling where you did mm-hmm. not have to put the time and work into that may and I realize that reselling does have time and work as well you have to go to the store you have to pick mm-hmm. things right. that are actually going to sell it has to be curated I do understand that but you're way more able to be lenient and figure out a price point whereas if you are making and selling it Almost all Etsy sellers don't pay ourselves enough as enough. it is. I'm not yes. even sure that we would be considered fair wage, fair labor. And so that's where as Etsy really wants to support being like this fair trade, fair wage yeah. um, platform that I think we need to uplift sellers. And instead of like asking people to make offers and pay less, I think Etsy needs to be looking at um, ways to encourage sellers to increase their prices. Right. Or in, especially in this 
economy where I know that again, it's hard to it's hard to buy things, and it's hard to pay for things, but we also that's our income. So nobody is going to ask my husband um, to take a cut on his salary. And so this is our business. Why would they ask us to take right. a cut? If they want to take a cut and give us right. a little raise, that would be okay. <laughs> so, and, and that's so interesting that you say that because what we find when we're coaching people inside Etsy Accelerator, that we have a pottery maker in there. And she was, I mean, she had the bestseller badge and we're like, you could raise the price of this, you know, personalized wedding platter with, you know, the name and the anniversary date raise it like 30 more dollars. Like, what are you doing? This is so beautiful. And yeah. she was so scared too, because she thought her sales would go down. And do you know, she raised her price and she sold more. So in that case, Etsy is pushing the yeah. higher value, the product that still sells. And so that's like, Hey, you know, we value what you're doing and value what you're selling. We're going to put you rank you higher in the search. Cause it is your work is phenomenal is working. So it's such, um, it's a crazy conundrum. Little conundrum. Yes. But yes, I would I want to reiterate exactly what you said for sellers who might be listening and are afraid to change their prices. I did exactly what Jenny said. And Etsy recognizes changes in the algorithm. So if you're gonna decrease your price or increase your price, I increased my prices and immediately made more sales. I just went through and did an increase on everything. You don't need to notify your customers. You don't need to do I mean, everyone increases their prices all the time. When I go to rebuy my fabric, it's going to be a higher price than it was yesterday. So you don't need to worry about, you know, letting your customers down. Just increase your prices and hopefully that'll help you catch enough in the algorithm that you made a change. Etsy sees those changes and um, you'll be put out a little bit more front and center. Yeah, absolutely. Etsy likes it likes updates, momentums, change a tag, update your title, change your first um, sentence in your listing description to have more SEO in it. Um, all the things. Jennifer, this was so much fun. Yes. Yay. Okay. Thank you so much, Jenny, for doing yes. this. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you in your photography group. Okay. So in the photography group, I have a free group. It's called Etsy Sellers Tips and Tricks for Photography and Masterclass, something along those lines. So if you just look up Etsy sellers, photography, you'll, you'll find me in there. So it's, yes. it also says like tips and tricks and um, masterclass. And um, I do hope to see you in there. I will announce when I'm ready to have another masterclass. And in the meantime, just having some good old, you know, photography insight, feel free to share photos in there and get some feedback. Yeah. Jennifer's group is amazing. And she has taken just complete beginners in photography and then gosh, just transformed their pictures. Like gorgeous, gorgeous. So check that out. I'm going to drop that in the show notes. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. And um, Jennifer is one of the coaches inside Etsy SEO Mastery Membership. And that is one of my programs and Etsy Accelerator. She's one of the coaches there. I just love her. So check her out. I'm going to drop the links below and y'all have an awesome day. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? If so, then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. 
It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. Join for free today by visiting www.jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to see you on the inside.